everybody. Welcome, welcome to Babs Buzz. It's nice to have you here with me. I'm very pleased to tell you that September gave the agency a, a very good uh, and busy month. It's exciting to know that things are shaking out. The first thing that we got was three options for scripts and negotiations right now. They are not finalized, and, you know, it's almost – it's really a house of cards when you get right down to it, any motion picture, but it's all of the movement is in the correct direction. We got a possible um, spec budget assignment for uh, one of our writers. That's going to be very, very nice. That's in the million-dollar range. And we have another one that may be in the multi-million-dollar range. We just have to see if the client can nail it down. Uh, a couple of my clients are being considered for that particular assignment. So that's exciting. Uh, industry props corner goes to Tanya Faruqi, junior agent at Silver Batella for Silver Batella for her comedy Whack the Dog. Whack the Dog has been sent over to Universal. I'm kind of excited about this picture because Whack the Dog actually started out as a joke. We were playing poker one night, me and my family, as as we do every couple of weeks when we have a ball and we talk movies, we talk God, we talk everything while we're gambling, by the way. And uh, there's always wine present. So we're sitting around, we're talking, and um, the neighbor's dog was going off. I mean guys it was like oi so we we kind of came up with this sort of whack the dog concept and it actually translated into kind of a cool little story well tanya just hit it out of the park it's very funny the perfect mow actually even if it didn't go to feature it would be kind of a sweet uh kind of a sweet showtime maybe hbo maybe comedy maybe even lifetime it's about a guy and a veterinarian and he thinks he's a mafia guy it's very sweet so as I said earlier, I'm looking for great comedies. At this time, guys and gals, I do need it with coverage only, and there's a reason for that, and here it is. Well, first of all, if you don't have coverage, why not? Screenplayreaders.com, Script Pimp, they're out there, Script Shark. I mean, come on, get your coverage. I have to tell you a brief story about Barbara Jackson. I met Barbara Jackson a couple of years ago, I think in Napa, but I'm not exactly sure. These places, they all start to look the same, you know? It's really the only thing that you remember – is the good hotel are the good hotels the bad hotels the good food the bad food okay and occasionally a great pitch and she was very very exceptionally talented and when it comes to pitching this is a brilliant woman by the way she could dance circles around my IQ anyway she's very lovely she's a very tall glass of water very nice lady but her writing was really wanting I mean it you could see it was you know how it is when you're looking at the page and you're like oh my god there's so much there but it's such a mess. Well, a couple of years later, and after screenplay readers, not only did she get uh, strongly consider, or I think they say consider colon strong, uh, they put a money line that I want you to pay attention to when you read your coverage. And I'm actually going to mention this to Brian so that he can teach uh, some of the folks out there that may not already know. And here's the money line. This script is ready for market, or this script is very close to market worthy or market ready. Here's why that's the money line. That's what I do when I go over to Universal or when I go over to MGM. I go, listen, the coverage is great. You got to see the notes. It's really cool. It's fast and lean. You got a hundred pages of, of nothing but meat. This is wonderful. And you can even look at the coverage. And when I tell them that they can look at the coverage, this will, of course, this is going to entice them because if they don't have to spend two hours reading a script and they can spend what, 20 minutes if or less reading the coverage when they're at Starbucks or wherever they get their coffee. You know, maybe they're at one of those places where Guy Fieri's going at diners, drive-ins, and dives, okay? So coverage is critical for our fast and busy lives, especially, especially for those who are in who are in this business. And um, 
I got to give a shout out while I'm thinking about it too to production assistants, producers in general. I don't know how they do what they do, but production assistants, boy, you talk about a a thankless gig. All you PAs out there, introduce yourself to me. You get a hearty handshake, maybe even a hug, and maybe even a a Coke or or some other such beverage, depending on the venue. So yeah, get your coverage. I'm looking for comedies. Michael was nice enough, thank you, Michael, to post this week. Babs needs. Please respond. When I put those out there, obviously I'm getting them from Inktip if you're not a member. I'm doing that because I'm on the hunt. I'm trying to make Inktip look good. I'm trying to make my agency look great. Hello, I'm not in this, you know, messing around. I'm 100% committed to your efforts, 100%, which is really what you have to be. So that means you've got to dot your I's, cross your T's, and like that. Um, In the networking corner, there's two sides to this coin. The first side is someone who pitched me, who I yelled at on the phone. I really didn't mean to yell at him. He said, you're quite vociferous. And I said, yes, you're right. But anyway, he was kind of a jerk. And uh, he ended up hanging up on me, which really irked me. So I sent him an email saying, look, I'm sorry that what you heard from me, you didn't like, nor did you like the delivery. But the fact that I even took the time to tell you this, please don't hang up on an agent when they when they talk to you and they take the time to help you. We owe you nothing. We're trying to give you a hand, so don't bite the hand that feeds you. That's the one side of the networking corner on that coin. The other side, get your pens out. I know Michael's great about links, so I don't even worry about that. He's got my back at all times. Indicon.com. Wow. Um, in the ta- At the Tower Theater in Roseville, California, which is fast becoming Little Hollywood, I'm telling you, kids, if this goes the way it should, if things loosen up, if the economy can catch its breath over the next two to three to five years, north, really mostly northern California, Placer County, the Bay Area will begin, I'm hoping Sacramento and Placer County will begin to be known as Little Hollywood. And I mean that in the good way, not in the smog, you know, cutthroat way. Hollywood works very hard at what they do. You know, there's a lot of people toiling and thankless jobs and uh, it's not easy to be immersed in that level of competition it's really intense if the tower can do what it's supposed to do and we can catch a few breaks and god's smiling on us well this is going to be exceptional and to start that off was indycon go to the website they'll tell you more about them than i could email them touch them ask them questions find out where they're going to be find out from personal you know do a personal email say hi my name is joe i heard about you guys on babs buzz and i have a question about raising money for my independent short or my independent film oh my gosh i learned so much from these guys so fast i didn't even take notes i just sat there and said okay i gotta pay attention i even brought a book with me thinking it was gonna suck you know you know how you like you anticipate being bored to death oh but boy was i happy i was wrong not only were these these people were so entertaining and so interesting and so approachable. I actually went up to Dina and gave her a hug because she was so cute. You just want to put her in your pocket. She was so cute. I just wanted to bite her. She, I saw her trailer, exceptional trailer. I mean, top drawer. And Mark, oh my gosh, he he shot this movie about these people who live under the su- in the subways of New York underground. Now I live there. I have to tell you, I didn't know this. What what it was so luxuriously shot. It was so beautifully lit. I don't know how he did that. Let's talk about casting for a moment. The way he cast this, you know, if these people can act, their faces, you could see why certain directors 
use certain people for certain roles because the face and the expression is going to speak to them. And for the for the director and the producer, they're going to look at each other and they're going to go, oh, man, that's that. we just sank the eight ball on that one. Get that guy to come back. Michael's going to keep an eye on the time for me like he always does. Um, thanks, Michael, if you could put up that cue for me. You know, I think in the end, when a director trusts his gut, I mean, really goes with his gut. You know what I'm saying? Boy, oh, boy, if if studio doesn't mess with him and he's got his distribution lined up and all that good stuff, which is really a nightmare, but it's everything. I mean, it really is everything. Then, uh, you know, they can hit it out of the park. So Networking Corner, IndieCon, please check them out. Funny thing happened on the way to my Net Zero account, which I get a lot of email from. Um, I, I had I got an alert on my LifeLock account. You know, LifeLock is they're the people that you know they protect your identity. Absolutely love them. You know, if you don't have that, you really should. It's just amazing. I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just telling you, they really make me feel safe. And uh, to that end, I got an email that said, "Hey, you know what? Someone's been trying to set up credit in your name. You know, just call us and let us. Know. This is not t- like you know." the credit report companies that we have in, in the States. And I don't know what, what's abroad. Maybe Michael can speak about that. But um, this is – I get this alert. It's really cool. It shows you um, – it says, hi, how you doing? Who are you? What's going on with you? Are you actually going to be buying this thing? And it's really cool. So I call the guy up. His name is Paul. And he – first of all, the guy was really, really nice. He was just really, really nice. And he says, how you doing? This is what happened. And it's, it, can you verify it's you? And I said, oh, yeah, that is me. I opened a new account. Thank you for checking. And I got to talking to him. And uh, he said, oh, I, I, I don't know how it came up. But he said, oh, I, I actually just, I did a, I wrote a short. It's really exciting. It's a lot of fun. You know, it's funny. He said to me, lightning strikes in different places. He's so right. So as I'm trying to work through my, my brain cramps today, which is also a quote from from Paul. I'm talking to him a little bit about Simply Scripts. It's amazing to me how many writers don't know about Simply Scripts. I'm so happy to be doing this show because I brag about Simply Scripts all the time. I'm so proud of being affiliated with you guys. It's just, it's a real honor and a lot of fun. So shout out to Paul. In the techno corner, this speaks to IndieCon. Now, you have to understand the thing about IndieCon. IndieCon is the, the thing I get from IndieCon is that they're trying to pay it forward. And while I understand that concept because I'm doing it, these guys are doing it on steroids. Listen to this. One of the guys there, I apologize, I don't recall his name. He's very handsome, very, very good-looking guy. He says, you know, I fi- I got so disgusted. I, you know, I finally took my feature and I broke it down into a web series. Now you're going to be, you guys are way ahead of the curve at Simply Scripts Radio, and, and that's another reason why I'm I'm happy to be and honored to be associated with folks like Mike and P and, and Brent and all you guys, Don over there. One of the things that amazed me was how successful this web series business has been. Been, in fact, in screenplay, I think it's no, I'm I'm stand corrected. It's creative screenwriting. Creative Screenwriting, the magazine, speaks to the chick who was Phoebe on Friends who did her web series and how she got backing and all that stuff. Listen, pay attention. You guys are screaming in a vacuum if you are not using the Internet and trying to develop mobile content because this is everything. Now, this is important that you jump in early and start to make your bones on this early, and I'll tell you why. So glad you asked. The reason why you got to do it now is because Hollywood's paying attention. Bollywood's paying attention. 
Germany is paying attention. The UK is paying attention. That means for you is a possibility to allow lightning to find you. So if Lady Luck is walking on a street and she doesn't have her cell phone, huh, she's SOL. So make sure that you're thinking about web content, thinking about web series, and try to do it a little bit better than the next guy. They gave us a really good tip. If you tell your clients, Barbara, about web series, tell them to do three-minute shorts, cliffhangers, so that people want to tune in again. I'm actually thinking about doing a, a show. You, you guys can tell me what you think of this. Called, um, it's a pitch where they, we have a camera in the office doing what I do for three minutes uh, every, and we'll do like six episodes. And the reason why I want to do that is because I'm trying to get you guys sold. So it's not about me. I can't stand being on camera. In fact, I have a, a very famous expression that I stole, which is, um, I have a face made for radio. I really do. Now I can, you know, I can clean up and look kind of, you know, halfway decent, but I, I don't like being on camera for a number of reasons, not the least of which is it's extremely tedious and a long process. You guys who have done this know cut, cut, retake, retake. It's really amazing how many times you, you get to do things over and over and, and it gets stale, you know? So I don't want to do that. Um, if, if I'm going to leave it in Jason's capable hands. Uh, he's perfectly skilled at it. We'll write these, you know, we'll do, we'll put, we'll throw six of them out there and see if we can get it. The main reason why I'm doing a web series, uh, is, is very simple. I'm creating commercials for my agency. I'm a little guy. Well, I'm, I'm a little guy with a little bit of juice, but I have some friends in high places and I have one major friend in a very high place, but I have everything I do, whether it's calling, faxing, emailing, even this show. I have to do it twice as well as the next guy because I'm competing with some very, very established talent. So in the techno corner, I highly recommend you guys bang your heads together and do some web series. It's, it could, it, not to mention the fun you're going to have doing it, I bet. I, it, it looks like it's kind of a gas. In the pitching corner, I have to give a shout out to Gregory Houghton. I sent him with no notice to do a pitch to a major player. He knocked it out of the park. The producer called me and said, Barb, you're going to be hearing from us. I'm very proud of Greg. He is just, boy, oh, boy, uh, what a blessing this writer is. And talk about talent. I wish you guys could read some of his stuff. Um, I might actually, once Le Leash is being shot now, once that's in the can, I might um, ask him if we can post it on uh, Simply Scripts. We'll see if he allows that to happen. The, the bulk of the show today, I'm going to talk about, um, that's why the clock is important and Michael's nice enough to post it. The bulk of the show today, I'm going to talk about the often ignored autobiography, which really does tie to screenwriting in a couple of ways. And the, the main way it ties to screenwriting is the sheer will and tenacity of all of the people that take the time to get one of these done. Now, you have to remember, too, that in the end, really, the person's just telling their story. Um, they're not – most editors really know going in what kind of personality they're dealing with. So they, they – in fact, I will tell you that they assign certain types of editors to, to certain personality types. Well, the last two weeks, I went to see um, two comics. I went to see – Pablo Francisco, and the following week, Jim Brewer. I'm not going to talk about Pablo. 
I'm going to talk about Jim Brewer. Jim Brewer has a book out called I'm Not High. But I've got a lot of crazy stories about life as a goat boy, a dad, and a, and a spiritual warrior. Now, I have to tell you, I went to see this guy, having seen him before uh, on cable. And a lot of you know him as the goat boy. Matt, you know, he does the goat sound from Saturday Night Live. And, uh, Michael, I can't see the clock, so I don't know what to tell you. You'll just have to clap your hands or something. Let me know when I've got five minutes. Um, I, when, I went, when I sat down to see Jim Brewer do his show, Man, oh man, what a pro. Now, obviously, this guy's been doing this for years, but there was something. I used to sing in a rock band on the road, long time. And I had the same agent at the time as Twisted Sister and Cindy Lauper. This is, this is kind of a cool story. Now, Cindy Lauper was in a band called Flyer at the time. This is 1978, 79, 80 in there. Or 79. I would pull into a club. Twisted Sister would pull out. Cindy would pull in. We had Baby there. Sandy Crespo, she was a superstar in those days. The band Zebra was huge. We had a ball. Um, when I got to know Cindy just a little bit, uh, by meeting her, you... There was something about this person that was so profoundly different, you couldn't miss it. I would later learn that it was called the it factor. I saw her two years later. She was singing in a band, or a year later, she was singing in a band called Blue Angel, and I heard a song, I Drove All Night, which I fell in love with, and I went up to her and I said, girl, you are going to be, it may have, may have still been 80. I, I Don't quote me on the years. The point is, when I saw her, and I, you knew looking at this chick, that she was going to be a monster. That's the feeling I got when I saw Jim Brewer. Now, I have to tell you, I go into these, you all know how I feel about cursing. I have a terrible problem with it myself. I have to constantly watch it. But I'm, I, I work hard at it because it really does, it dumbs down the language. It's offensive in many circles, and frankly, it's disgusting. But sometimes I know you need it, and occasionally it feels good to let a good F just rip, you know, F an idiot. Like I wanted to yell at that guy who yelled at me because I told him, dude, you're stealing a story from somebody who's got the rights to it. Stop writing the script, okay? And he hung up on me. Okay, so I'm vociferous. I got it. Next. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, this guy, without cursing, made the entire place just fall down. And he may have let one S, he may have said shit, I don't know. But he was talking about his dad. And as he's leaving, he goes, listen, I got a book out there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm selling a book. If you want to buy it, great. If not, I'll see you next time. Now, when I went out there to buy the book, my husband bought it for me as a premature birthday present. Jim Brewer is from Long Island. So am I. Jim Brewer has the it factor. I recognize it. I smell it. Greg Houghton has the it factor. You recognize it. You smell it. My husband has the it factor, and I married him. See how smart I am? All right. I, my husband buys the book, and Jim signs it and hands it to me, and I shook his hand, and I said, Thank you, Island Boy. You rock. God bless you. As I'm leaving, I take the book. I'm on cloud nine, hilariously entertained. My sides hurt, not from vomiting this time, but from actually laughing so hard because this guy's hysterical. Don't miss him. If you could see him, please go see him. You will love it, love it, love it. Check his website. Uh, he's all over the place. And he's, and it's cheap entertainment. Oh, thank you, Michael. Said I have 10 minutes. Yay. He's cheap entertainment. I like hearing you in the headphones, Michael. Thank you. You can do that again. Um, when I saw him leaving, 
What I saw behind him was very telling. Smiling, happy faces. He wasn't snarky. Now, I should tell you, the comic who was on before him, I made the mistake of uttering something. I was making fun of, 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 a, of a word that he said in his bit, and my voice carries, and he thought I was heckling him, and he let me have it. Well, remember last month when I told you that I, I had a really great month and I did everything not the hard way? This was the exact opposite this month. Everything was done the hard way. I had a great day on Monday last week. Everything went perfectly. I lined up everything. I had lost my cell phone for three days. I didn't think I'd miss it, and I was right. I didn't miss having my cell phone at all. I go to pick up my cell phone at the person's house. They were out of town, so they said, listen, we're going to leave it on the porch. I'm two minutes from a clean getaway, right? I'm like, this day was perfect. Oh, my God, I hit stuff out of the park. When I was pitching, the girls are happy. The boss is happy. The clients are happy. It doesn't get any better than this. I'm walking up to pick up my phone. Bam, I hit the ground hard. I tripped on a piece of concrete and almost broke both knees and my left wrist. So I look around and I'm like, okay, is anything broken? Did I (laughs) anything? So, all right. So a couple of days later, I go see Jim Brewer. So, this month was a bunch of fender benders. It was okay, though. It was nothing to do with my car, which is nice. So that was okay. So I go to see Jim Brew, and I turn around, and I see this wake of happy people. I get home. I open the book, which is in my lap right now, and it says inside here, a hand to God, Strong Island Girl, Jim Brewer. Now, I have to tell you, that just, I, I almost started to cry. Well, I started to read this book, and I am telling you, We get so caught up in the craft of what we're doing. Don't miss biographies. Here's why. He's telling you how hard it is and the gyrations he went through mentally, his personal brain cramps, okay, that he went through to do what he's doing. And the way he tells it, I'll tell you what, it's a real testimony to the editor who did this book for him, I'm Not High, because whoever it was, I'm sorry, I can't recall right now. You can check it out online. Got out of the way. I mean, this editor gets my total props, whoever you are. I'm sorry I don't know your name. Got out of the way and just let this guy tell his story. Jim Brewer is a family guy from Jersey, okay? Bruce Springsteen's from Jersey. Go figure. He sits down and starts to tell you minute by minute what he's going through, and there is not one boring moment, not one boring beat. What's involved? You know what he got out of it? I'll tell you. I'm only, I only started the first third of it, so I don't want to give too much away. Twice, not once, twice, and I'm only in the first third of it, my jaw dropped twice. At one point, I started to cry. Now I'm thinking, okay, I'm turn, I'm getting older. You turn into a mush when you get older. That's why when you're in your mid-30s and 40s and 50s, you're, you're conservative, and then when you get older, you're back to being a liberal again because, you you know, you're going to die and you feel sorry for everybody. Okay, So my husband and I, we're, we're feeling our age, and we're sitting here, and we're having a glass of wine, and he's like, so how's the book? Tell me, you know. Give me the gist of what you've read so far. And I go, Pete. And I told him three little vignettes. I condensed them. And I, I probably told it to him in under five minutes. And my husband's eyes welled up with tears. Do not miss autobiographies. Because what happens with autobiographies is you, what I noticed was I was getting little bits of, of jewel that motivated me to keep pitching and stay in the business. You know, one of the things I notice about doing this business daily 
my boss and I have, we have a very big deal brewing on the East Coast. We're working with a very, very high profile producer. His name is Philip Turner. The guy's a monster. He's huge. The fact that he's even working with us is, is a gift from God. He's, he's loosely acquainted with Ed and we're doing a deal together with one of our writers, Jesse Orenduff. Jesse Orenduff wrote, wrote uh, The Pot Thief, the series. It's a terrific series of books, hysterically funny. It's very much like Murder, She Wrote, except for a guy. I would love to see Steve Cantrell, you know, star in the film. But anyway, so Philip's out there pitching, and I'm pitching, and Ed's pitching, and we're all pitching. And Ed's, every time I meet Ed, Ed goes, you know, kid, you know, kid, you know, kid, this is going to be huge. And when he says that, I said to him finally last weekend, I go, you know, Ed, if I don't seem that excited to you about this particular client right now it's because i'm in the trenches hearing all the no's all day but know that i am beyond humbled and jazzed that this guy is our client because he's got talent he's going to go in fact if anything else if anything this is what i think i don't even worry about him because i know he's going to go i just don't know who he's going to go to or when he's really just a monster talent if you could get his books get get them they're really quite good the editing is uh, is not i i'm I don't love the editing, but it, whoever did it did a nice job. It, it's close enough for jazz, but you get the story. It's wonderful. It's just smooth and funny and visual and just very, very clever series. Um, i got to wrap this up. Michael just gave me my five-minute cue. Thank you, Michael. I like hearing you in my ear. It's it's much more personal. Um, I had – oh, and before I forget, for the Tower Theater, props out to Jennifer and Jason. Michael says, break a leg, Jason and Jennifer. Um, he's wishing you all the best of luck, and he means that, um, Jennifer and Jason. So that's really, really nice. I want to ask you about your pitches and your script. Does your story have a killer page one? You have to have – look, you, these people have no time, okay? You have to have a killer page one. It's got to be perfect. It doesn't have to be perfect the first time you sit down and write. It has to be perfect. Is it brisk? Does it have a verby narrative? Is it limited locations to entice people to shoot it? One of the things I got from IndyCon was the guy said, you know, if you have five scenes with three different people saying three different things, can you condense it to two actors in two locations or even one? Better still, stick them in a bar. I mean, the suggestions I got was, I mean, stuff I, I know intuitively, but I'm not a writer. I don't know how to do this stuff. I, you know, you, you guys are the champions. I'm just the noise. So, you know, use your head. Pretend you had to write a check for every single thing you wrote, right? Does that make sense? Pretend you're the banker. I'm going to give props to Craig Saban. Zombie radio. Got to listen to it. Craig Saban is my client. We have a picture in development called Overkill. It's huge. It's a big budget picture. It's on IMDb Pro. Yay. G. Anthony is very close to getting his funding. We are very, very excited about this. It's going to happen. We have not one, not two, but four to five A-list actors involved. This is unbelievable. As soon as I can go public with who's attached, I will tell you. You know that. You will hear it first. Well, you'll hear it after I hear it, so you'll hear it third hand. But um, I really want to send out props to G. Anthony. G. Anthony was nominated for, I think it's the equivalent of the Denmark Oscars. And um, if, I'm sorry if I got that wrong, G. G. Anthony is a top drawer professional. Why is that? Very very ethical. Don't lie to me, kids. Don't send me coverage that you forged. Don't lie to me about a pitch. And don't tell me that a producer is looking for your work when they're not. Because that really upsets me more than anything. Because i got to stick my fanny out there for you. And I don't want to look bad. And I don't want you to look bad either. You know what I mean? 
business is too hard as it is. One of the things that I learned this month was that even though, and I, I'm a slow burn. I, I'm not, I don't pop off at people, but when I get mad, it, it, you'll hear it very, very quickly. You know what I mean? I'll start to simmer and all of a sudden you'll know it's time to duck and run. I, I don't get like that very often because I'm not a prima donna. I don't have a diva bone in my body. In fact, most of the time I buy cubic zirconia rather than diamonds because diamonds depreciate. Having said that, however, I'm a cheap date, but I'm not an idiot. So please, you know, use your head. Don't, if I give you advice, just say thank you. You don't have to be snarky. You don't have to agree with me. Oh, God, no. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking to make you a robot or a zombie. Speaking of zombie radio, don't forget to listen to it. It's very funny. Craig Saban's show. Uh, kids, thank you so much for allowing me into your homes. And yet again, I was thinking about having a guest on the show. Let me know what you think of that. You're my audience, and I want you happy. I don't really care that much about um, my personal feelings in this. Personally, I kind of like telling you what's going on and not having the interaction of another person on air. But I might be wrong, so tell me if I am. I'd really love to hear your thoughts, and Michael and I will weigh that and see if it's something that we can do. This is Babs for Babs Buzz, reminding you, as always, that you need to keep writing because that is your journey. That is your calling. That is your DNA. You have to keep writing. You must keep rewriting and read. Keep rewriting and read. And remember to live your life. Wish me luck. I'm going to a semi-formal tonight. Peace. <laughs>